Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Live from the Vegas Strip, welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi. Vegas is full of top headliners, as well as some opening acts that are among the best acts you'll ever see. Today, you'll meet comedian Michelle LaFong, who has headlined casinos, resorts, theaters, cruise ships, and comedy clubs for over two decades, having had her own ongoing show three times on the Las Vegas Strip. But she's also open for some of the legends of the entertainment business, stars like Debbie Reynolds and Jackie Mason. Your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, is here to discuss the advantages and disadvantages of spending your Vegas time in downtown. Mr. Big is also here telling us the story of the Cal Neva, which is located in the north part of Lake Tahoe. Finally, Hero School creator Tiger Todd is here to discuss the results of government and nonprofit homeless outreach. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's go you know, when you come to Las Vegas, there are some great acts around here that are multi-talented. And we have one of those great acts been around for a while. She's fantastic. A comic ventriloquist. We're going to talk about all that and an upcoming show they've got over at the Sterling Club. It's on Tuesday, May the 3rd at 7 o'clock, Night of Comedy with Stefano DeSanto. And Michelle LaFong is going to headline that, which will be really exciting. Michelle, welcome. Good to have you on. Talk about how you get into uh, ventriloquism. Ventriloquism. Well, how did I get into that is basically, uh, you know, when you kind of need to talk and uh, get answers and you can't, no one can see your lips moving is the problem. Like, it started out in school. You know, then I got really good at it, and I started throwing my voice across the room. And it's easier to learn as a child, I think. Really, kind of like foreign language, that way where you're kind of open to it as a child? I don't know why it's so much easier to learn everything as a child, but it just it's, it's almost like we're born geniuses and we uh, just go downhill ever <laughs> since. I don't know. <laughs> well, you were the protege of the great late Senor Winces, and as a fan of Ed Sullivan, I still watch it to this day. They have it on MeTV. People may not know who that is if they're not, they don't have a few years, but this guy was fantastic. He did the old, uh, sorry, and stuff that really was yeah, a part of Yeah, head in the box, Pedro, <laughs> uh, all right, sorry, sorry, and close the door. Yeah. And, and he had uh, a lipstick hand puppet that he would draw on his hand and put a wig on it, and he had a body, and he looked alive. You know, and that was Johnny, the lipstick hand puppet. And uh, he was on the Ed Sullivan show a record number of times, more than any other guest, 53, I believe. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And and Ed Sullivan was a big deal in those days. I mean, 
half the country was watching it at one time, you know? Absolutely. I used to go to the Museum of Broadcasting and study all the old, uh, you know, all the old airings of uh, Senor Wences because I just found him so fascinating that this guy didn't even need material. He just, his timing made everything so funny. His voices and the timing, it was almost musical. And I just studied him, and I didn't even get to meet him till he was 99 years old. <laughs> well, yeah, that is incredible. And you know, that is true. If you watch him, it's almost like it's all coming off the top of his head. It just... Really different than what's popular now in that world. I mean, he, he was just a, a great thinker, and he could do that back-and-forth thing like people were talking to each other that really, at that point, wasn't done by anybody else. No, and and to this day, I don't know anybody who who does it like that. You know, he just had a natural... Um, Timing is everything, and he had the timing, he had the voices, but the element of surprise is where he really came in strong, and he just had a natural way of distracting people where you think it's coming from the right and he hits you from the left, you know, <laughs> and uh, it, that is just pure talent and, and instinct. That's what I think. Well, that is great. Now, you got some of his puppets. Tell that story, because that's kind of like if you're a baseball player, Babe Ruth giving you his bats. It's unbelievable. I I couldn't get over it myself. Uh, It started with, you know, we used to, uh, my manager is the one who introduced me to him, and I really didn't believe that he was going to be able to do this, because we lived in New York. My manager is the, the late uh, Marty Fisher, and uh, he, he was from Gold Star Entertainment, and I was with him a very long time, and, uh, you know, he, he didn't think anything was impossible. So I didn't even know Senior Wences was still alive, and he read in the paper that he was turning a hundred years old soon. And he was, he said to me, I'm going to reach out and see if I can uh, do a show with him and, and put you on the show and, and do a tribute, you know? And I said, yeah, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) You just go ahead, you know? And, and, it's unbelievable. He did it. He did it. And the next thing you know, we're friends. And uh, he, his wife, Senior Wences's wife, Tally, was Senior Wences's manager. And he had retired, like, when he turned 80. Um, but, you know, I think that he had the bug and he continued having the bug, and it was Mrs. Wences that pretty much didn't want him touching the puppets anymore, you know, (laughs) Um, for whatever reason. Anyway, we'd go to dinner like three times a week. They had their favorite restaurants that they would go to, Spanish restaurants and uh, Mexican, different things. And uh, we would go back to their apartment on 55th and 7th, right around from Carnegie Hall. Um, and they had an apartment like I Love Lucy, you know, like right. one of these like old apartments, you know, that was just so, but perfectly located. 
Yeah. And we would go upstairs after dinner, and uh, Mrs. Wences would take my manager into the living room and talk business, their, their next uh, uh, commercial or whatever it is that they're talking about. And Wences and I would go in the kitchen, and he found the trunk, an open trunk, and we'd start playing with the puppets. But when he opened that trunk... I recognized all the puppets from the Ed Sullivan show. Back with more in just a moment from Michelle LaFong, who won the Best Female Comic Award at the original Las Vegas Comedy Festival at the Tropicana Hotel and Casino. For great classic sports, it's sports, R-A-C-X. That's sports, R-A-C-X, which is short for Sports Rock and Tours. And later today on Sports Rock and Tours, you will meet basketball great Spencer Haywood, the man responsible for the hardship clause in the NBA, which opened up the game to many greats who didn't finish playing college ball. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The tax doctor will fight for you using industry secrets that can stop any IRS actions, eliminate penalties and interest, and reduce your past tax bill so you pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor now for a free IRS audit emergency review. Call 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. Again, 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. Did Louis the Coin really soak the sheets with red wine in Rome? Yes. Did he really tell a federal court after testing positive for cocaine in his 70s that he only used coke for sex? Yes. Well, you can get these tales and more in the great book, You Thought It Was More, Adventures of the World's Greatest Counterfeiters. It's available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at LouisTheCoinBook.com. That's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at LouisTheCoinBook.com. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping, and we'll bill your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply. Call 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295. Again, 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295.
Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Michelle LaFong, the only ventriloquist authorized by the Senor Wences estate to perform Johnny and Pedro, as well as other Wences routines. And he said, you take this home with you. And I said, really? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. And so I, I said, uh, Tally, he's telling me that I take this home. It, 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 is, this, is this okay? And she talks to him in Spanish. He says back in Spanish. She gets a bag. She puts the, the seven half heads in the bag. And she hands it to me. She goes, he wants you to have these. I got his plates that he spun. I got his tuxedos, his, uh, his top hats. Everything had his name engraved in it. Well, you know, I forgot about the plate spinning stuff. That was terrific. I mean, if anything, said the Ed Sullivan Show. And I've used that as an example when you talk about having to multitask. He was doing it on stage before everybody even knew what the term was. Absolutely. Absolutely. I did the plate spinning thing with uh, Johnny and Pedro one time, one performance, uh, when I was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and it just was too... I'm not a plate spinner, but I... I really practiced it and everything else, and it worked fine. It's just that it let me know it's edgy. I I could maybe not do it right next time, you know, because at least the puppets heckle me when I screw up, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. You can have fun with it. (laughs) Speaking of that, everybody has great puppets. You know, right now when you think of this, you're thinking a lot about Jeff Dunham and all those puppets, but those things, I forget how expensive they are to be made every little detail but you had one of the really great early puppets too i want you to talk a little about what you call the stud puppet paco i love paco tell tell us about paco (laughs) paco was based on an ex-boyfriend uh out of revenge um because i thought it was i'm gonna just go out there and and show everybody what he really sounds like <laughs> behind closed doors. And uh, he he was very like uh, misogynistic and sexist and you know, but charming. <laughs> you know, charming at the same time. And he got away with it. Yeah. You know, so I did it, and he showed up at the show <laughs> with all of his friends. And he loved it. The whole thing backfired. The whole thing. (laughs) Of course he would. (laughs) Picture of Paco in a wallet, like it's his son. After that, you know. (laughs) But people love that stuff because everybody knows a Paco, you know. And I'm sure a lot of people have dated Pacos. Yeah, and if you've dated them, you never forget them, right? You know, so that makes the truth. (laughs) Only it's better when it's your puppet because when you're done with them, they go back in the box the way it should be. You know? (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) And people can tell just by talking with you. You you have a great radio show. We're going to talk about that and conversation that you do. But uh, I want to talk about your work on stage. It's not just a ventriloquist. You also a comedian 
comedian. You you do all sorts of things, and you've worked with some of the the best. Now you've been doing this for a little while because you were a best female comic award winner over at the Las Vegas Comedy Festival at the Tropicana and so forth. And even though there's a lot more women in it today. It's still kind of tough, right? I mean, Vegas is still kind of more of a male-oriented town when it comes to comedy and uh, on stage. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, stereotypes exist. They will always exist. People will always... I mean, e- even this show, at first, people's reaction, oh, three, I don't want three women on a show. Wait a minute. <laughs> you put three men on a show, do you think that's wrong? <laughs> you know, there's yeah. three men on a show, okay, but three women comics on a show is not okay. What is that? <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, you you know, you've worked with some of the best, and I think, we, we already talked about Senior Wences, but also... Debbie Reynolds, huge star. Jackie Mason, the great, late, unfortunately, oh. Jackie Mason. Do you think that kind of like helped your entire career? When, when I would imagine when you're with somebody like that, especially when you're starting out, you're looking at them real careful to see how they've done it because obviously they managed to stay in a business that a lot of people don't make a couple of years and they've been in there for decades. Absolutely. I mean, I, I couldn't have been more blessed. I mean, I was mentored by Jackie Mason, Debbie Reynolds, and Senior Wences. I mean, you get, how do you... How do you match that? I mean, Debbie Reynolds, an old pro, and and she just was so gifted on stage. The way she handled people, and she could sing, she could dance, she did comedy, she did impressions. Just incredible all the way around, and and such a pro. And the same thing with Jackie Mason. Both of them were like exactly the same off stage as they were on. Yeah, that comes that comes through on that. What kind of dogs do you have, by the way? I gotta ask you. <laughs> I have shepherd mixes, uh, rescues. <laughs> well, they're doing a good job. They're protecting the place. Did, yeah, sorry about that. Did you ever talk to uh, Jackie Mason? Be- being that you know Sullivan, you you were very familiar with that world. That whole thing was strange, and you know, for the fact that he resurrected his career and actually got to be popular on Broadway is amazing. It be- is because Ed tried to ruin his career for whatever reason. Well, yeah, well, you know, till the bitter end, Jackie insisted he never gave the finger to him, but he did. (laughs) (laughs) That's his story, and he's sticking to it, you know? (laughs) I mean, the evidence is the evidence, but he didn't mean it. It was a joke. The whole thing was a joke. More with comedian and ventriloquist Michelle LaFong, who has worked with and been mentored by some of the greats in show business, including Debbie Reynolds and Jackie Mason. Tiger Todd is here again. For the last few weeks, Tiger has explained his unique approach to homelessness. But what about the traditional programs that we hear about across the nation? What does Tiger think about their outcomes? I'm pretty pragmatic, too, in that, you know, you know, A plus B equals, you know, equals C or some derivative of it. But um, I, you know, you have to have to find out that are we are we sending, you know, good people to give up so much to help our communities on problems that are perpetuated by paid teams of people that don't know any better, you know, and that and that becomes our moral crisis, right? How do we 
how do we how do we solve those right and so that'll probably be my next happy day is uh you know when i see that you know a city has not just you know put quote homeless people in housing but has freed them from the four habits of homelessness so they cannot just get their own house but provide housing for others more with tiger todd of hero school again next week in the meantime, learn all you can about Hero School, which ignites rapid and lasting change with the homeless, houseless, and hopeless at the speed of movies. So all you have to do is visit heroschool.us. That's heroschool.us. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Hi, I'm Michelle Johnson, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi, and I'm chatting with Michelle LaFong, who has performed as both a headliner and opening act at numerous resorts and hotel casinos. She is also a gifted stand-up, and her impressions of Joan Rivers, Jackie Mason, and Dr. Ruth are just examples that show her range and diversity. Now, you know, another thing you do, which people, when they see you, they will find out, you do impressions, some great stuff. And these are all tough, uh, like Bette Midler, Joan Rivers, uh, Dr. Oh, Ruth. sure, can we talk here? <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. Wow, that's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Did you did you ever get to meet Joan and kind of? Oh do yeah, I was on her show. I was. Uh, she had a daytime show where um, I forget why I was on there. Um, oh, oh, uh, I won uh, second place on America's Funniest Videos, uh, and I was doing an impression of Joan Rivers, and so Joan had me do Joan on her show. It's on my website, michellelafong.com. I have a clip. It's like a, a, just a short clip of Dueling Jones, me and her <laughs> together. <laughs> she was a great sport. She was a, not so much, Dr. Ruth was not such a great sport. She didn't take it as well. It's always interesting to me when you impersonate somebody. Some of them just love it, and that always is great. But So Dr. Ruth didn't care for what you were uh... oh. No, no, she was very, uh, first of all, she walked off uh, a television show with me. Um, I was on the Sally Jesse Raphael show. They, they flew me in, I think it was in Missouri, and uh, they hid me from Dr. Ruth. They, Dr. Ruth, they did a segment with her, and then they thought it would be hysterical to have me come out and have a secret camera on her face while I'm doing my impersonation of her. And I, that is not how they explained it to me when they booked me on the show wow. and flew me in. You know, they told me that uh, they wanted to have us on together. But they didn't tell me that she didn't know about it. So when I got to the show, I had a really bad feeling. Yeah. And 
I said to the producer and to Sally that, you know, I feel very uncomfortable. I have a bad feeling. Can I just meet her before the show and talk to her? And they said, no, that's going to ruin the whole thing. And I said, I don't see this working. I don't think this is going to work. And uh, Sally said, oh, are you kidding me? You don't know Dr. Ruth at all. I do a radio show in New York with her. She, she has the best sense of humor. Oh, boy. As it turns out, not so much. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing my, my show right from the get-go. She's got her arms crossed and her legs crossed, and she's, her body language is not good. And uh, I see that she is not happy. So I don't look her direction, and I just focus on the audience, and I'm doing my thing, but little did I realize they had a monitor up in the studio of Dr. Ruth's reaction, and everyone was afraid to laugh because they saw she was getting madder and madder. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps, and we're speaking to Michelle LaFong, who is appearing at the Sterling Club on Tuesday, May 3rd, at 7 p.m. About halfway through that, you you must feel like, well, okay, I got to get through this, but... Uh, oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. I knew, I knew. and uh, But people were still laughing, but it was uncomfortable because yeah. <laughs> they saw that she was upset. So all of a sudden... Sally stands up and go, and we got to go to a break and we'll be right back. Well, she lied. We never came right back. <laughs> the yeah. whole, um, all of a sudden, Dr. Ruth gets up. I am very, very angry. Very angry. I don't sound like that. Okay. <laughs> this is not funny. Not funny. And she goes walking off. Everybody goes and chases her. And I'm left standing there with the microphone in my hand while they dismiss the entire audience. Wow. Next thing I know, I'm being locked in a room and I can't get out. And they're, they're say, making up excuses why I can't leave the room. And my gut told me, because I had no experience at the time, I was new in the business, really new. And uh, it was like three months into my career. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, but I had a feeling that the press was there. And sure enough, the Associated Press was there. And they lied to the press about why I was there. They acted like they didn't know what I was going to do. And the next day, the headlines read, Dr. Ruth says enough is enough. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's got her finger up in the air. And, and it was in every newspaper in the country. And Sally's producer and Sally said that uh, I came up to them. I was in the audience and I came up to them and told them I wanted to show Dr. Ruth what she looks like in a mirror. And I mean, this is how they introduced me, no less. After everything I told them, that's the way they introduced me, is she wants to show you what you look like in a mirror. 
Wow. <laughs> Not a good intro. No, that's terrible. What cheap, what a cheap shot they did there. And then Dr. Ruth, I mean, come on. Dr. Ruth was was this uh, elderly lady. That was the whole thing. If, if it wasn't, if she didn't look like and sound like she did, regardless of what she was talking about, she never would have been on. She should have a better sense of humor. She should have, but here's the other problem. She tried to sue me. <laughs> now, this didn't happen till after... Um, you know, but I was making a really good living uh, in life, ma- not life, in um, New York Magazine. I, ha- I ran an ad, uh, Dr. Ruth Impressionist, uh, and I would roast people at their events, you know, as Dr. Ruth. Right. And I was like the highest paid uh, uh, act in, in that magazine. And I was going from party to party to party, like I was booked. And she wanted a piece of the action. And so I, I heard from her attorney, and he was trying to bully me um, and, and scare me. And I went to an attorney, and the attorney was bullied and scared. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. when he called back, I said, you know what? I uh, I would love to be sued by Dr. Ruth. Could you let me know when this is going to happen? Because I want to get my PR team on it. Hello? Yeah, that's Hello? good. <laughs> Hello? Call the bluff, right? That, that's, yeah. that's terrific. That's terrific. It, it's yeah. the best story, you know, because it, it worked. It worked. It's like I never heard from him again. When we return, more with comedian and ventriloquist Michelle LaFong, who was the protege of the legendary Senor Winces. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manji, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. Call 800-923-8625. That's 800-923-8625. 800-923-8625. Boy, man, I had a rough night's sleep. Boy, I got a letter from the IRS yesterday and I I just couldn't sleep. Man, I'm dying here. Somebody help me. IRS problems affect more than just your finances. If you're ready to take back control of your life and you owe more than $10,000, you need to call the tax doctor. Their expert staff can immediately protect you from the IRS and state collectors and get you the best possible tax settlement guaranteed. The IRS has recently released new programs geared in helping struggling taxpayers. 
Affairs, where you may qualify to settle your tax debt and wipe out up to 85% or more of what you currently owe. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor right now. See if you qualify to pay less. Call 800-511-6983. That's 800-511-6983. Again, 800-511-6983. That's 800-511-6983. You're listed to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are chatting with ventriloquist and comedian Michelle LaFong, who was mentored by the legendary Senor Winces. Winces passed the torch to LaFong with the exclusive rights to perform his famous characters, Johnny, the lipstick hand puppet, and Pedro, the head in the box. Well, let me tell you something. Folks, if you get a chance, if you haven't seen Michelle Wolfong, you should. She is great as you can tell. And you're going to have a shot to see her, which I think is really exciting. May 3rd, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. I want you to tell us all about it. It's at the yes, Sterling I, I Club. I want to mention, I want to mention, uh, it's a great lineup. You have Stefano DeSanto. He's producing it. And he's a fantastic singer, too, at the Sterling Club. But the other two acts on the show are both fantastic. You've got Penny Wiggins, who uh, she was the amazing Jonathan sidekick for years. She was the blonde bombshell. Yeah, he just passed. That's really, yeah, yeah that's sad. Yes, it's been rough. And you've got Barbara Brighton, who's been in the business forever. And she she's on as Joan Rivers, and she calls us up Joan Rivers, uh, Florida's answer to Joan Rivers. <laughs> I didn't know there was a question, but apparently there is. <laughs> and she's the answer. So there's no cover charge, but you do need to make reservations uh, and get on the guest list. Uh, otherwise, you may be out of luck. All right, so how do we do that? We go to the Sterling Club's... Uh... Yeah, the Sterling Club, 702-732-9700. And if you forget that, go to the web, look for Sterling Club, but you got to go. Sterling Club's a great place for shows, too, so uh, by all means, and if you're planning to be out of that time, you don't want to miss it. Michelle, I just had a blast. I want to have you on again. This was just too much fun. we got to do this again. That sounds fantastic. I'm ready. Time now for another visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today's conversation discusses the ups and downs of staying and gambling in downtown Las Vegas. Do you find that people can go to downtown because they can get games with blackjack and roulette and stuff and so forth, where the odds are a little bit better? For the player? Well, I'm, uh, I have always liked downtown more. I work there now, so I, I'm not the most objective. Uh, but in terms of value, it's to me, it's far and away a better value. It's, uh, I think they account for possibly 5% of the room. So it's not a huge kind of hotel business downtown, but what it is is a casino business, a gambling business. So people who like to play downtown is the place to go. 
That said, downtown is, ha- is having some of these things infected as well, the, the worst game. So uh, there are several places with six to five blackjack, which is not preferable. You want to go to a three to two uh, blackjack game. Uh, but overall, the drinks are, you know, they're 25% less in cost than the strip, sometimes 50%. Um, and the games are solid. Uh, it's kind of an old school, gritty feel. I love that you can bop back and forth between the casinos very easily on the strip. Good luck walking from one casino to the next. You will, you know, you may pass out from dehydration. So I've always gone downtown from the minute I moved uh, to Las Vegas. It was just my kind of vibe. I like to play uh, downtown. The disadvantage. If you like big shows like Cirque du Soleil and you love that big, beautiful production show, you you simply are not going to find it downtown. There's a spa or two, but they're just nothing compared to to the Strip. You're going to find a little high-end dining, but it's not that high-end. There really is no comparison. So I I tell people, you know, what experience do you want? I don't think downtown's better or worse than the Strip. Just very different. Locals, casinos, same thing. It's not like the Strip or downtown. But what kind of experience are you looking for? What's the, 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 what's the most important thing to you? Is it having a beautiful room that's very spacious? A lot of downtown rooms just aren't that big because they're very old buildings. A lot of them are, have been around since uh, the Golden Gate's been around since 1906. So the rooms are they're just not as spacious as they're going to be at the, at the Aria or Caesars Palace or one of those places on the Strip. So... Again, a long answer to a short question, but I think that difference between the strip and downtown is um, if you watch the trends in playing and, and revenue, downtown keep, continues to grow. I take credit for all that. I don't know if I can you know, legitimately do that, but I think it's a fun place to go, and it's a, uh, for a street party, it's a great place to go, but you're not going to see Cirque du Soleil downtown. And uh, so if you like that grittier experience and lots of neon, downtown's definitely a place thanks scott make sure to visit scott every day at vitalvegas.com for the very latest on what's happening in las vegas finally the host of the vegas crime botter mr big is back this time the subject is a hotel casino located north of vegas in fact way north in north lake tahoe on the border of california and nevada Time once again for Mr. Big as he presents the Vegas Crime Blotter, a look back at the history of Vegas and the mob. Well, Mr. Big, last week we were talking about Frank Sinatra. We want to continue that today. He bought a piece of property up in northern Lake Tahoe called the Cal Neva, which was right on the border. That property got him in some difficulties, didn't it? Oh, it certainly did. Yes, that was one of the best business decisions Frank ever made. I think was really fascinating about that whole thing is that he was playing Cupid, among other things, he was playing Cupid at that casino. There were tunnels built between different cabins, so Mel Monroe could show up and meet Bobby Kennedy if he wanted to. Wow! Yeah, Bobby would show up, he would be have one cabin, Marilyn would be another cabin, and there was a tunnel connecting the two. Wow! Who knew that? I did not know that. I only knew that when I read a blog that was run by my good friend, Classic Blondes. You can find her at ClassicBlondes.com. It's really interesting blog where it talks about different famous blondes, actresses of Hollywood of the past. Anyway, when it comes to that, he, Sam, the head of the outfit in Chicago, would show up. Well, what's wrong with that? He went might think, well, at the time that Sam, the head of the outfit in Chicago, would show up, he was in the black book. He was not allowed to be in a casino. 
So why would you do that? Good question. Why would you have somebody come to your casino that you knew couldn't be at your casino? And how do you ever think that the FBI would not know? As we all know, if we read about Frank Sinatra and his files being released by the FBI, at the same time that Frank was entertaining Marilyn Monroe, Sam from the outfit, other mafia also, in the hills were FBI agents with high-powered cameras taking pictures of all this. The way how it gets Frank into trouble is because once the FBI finds this out, they go to Hoover, Hoover lets the um, Nevada Gaming Commission know, and now they have questions for Frank. These questions not end well for Frank, because Frank would lose, lose all his interest in that casino. He would be forced to sell that casino and not have that license that he so desperately wanted for many, many years. Interesting fact, too, is one of the first people involved with the casino with Mr. Sinatra was my good friend Dean Barton, who once he saw everything going on around him, wanted out of that partnership quickly because he knew better. Yeah, Dean Martin was a smart guy when it came to that. And, you know, you mentioned your, fr- not your friend, but Sam. We're talking about Sam Giancana, and you didn't say no to Sam Giancana. No, you don't say no to Sam Giancana. No, you didn't. <laughs> um, amazing thing, too, is you, it was once a fist fight in one of the cabins involving Sam. And nobody died because of it. That's amazing. I, I shocked the shot, sad man, everybody killed. You can read a story like that in the great book, The Life and Times of Frank Ballesteri, The Last Most Powerful Godfather of Milwaukee. That's written by Mr. Big. Just go to Amazon and get it there. And we'll see you again next week on Vegas Crime Blotter. Thanks, Mr. Big. Remember, check out everything about Mr. Big at MilwaukeeMob.com. You can get books, merchandise, really cool stuff. That's MilwaukeeMob.com. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. Go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. It's short for Sports Rock and Tours. Also, please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rock and Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Vegas, here we go! Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel it's that easy so call now and start packing call right now 800-267-1806 800-267-1806 800-267-1806 that's 800-267-1806